0: The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Squares Contest. $1,000 prize pool and and it's completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. It's a $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. That's exclusively on the SGPN app and welcome in to the fantasy football podcast presented by the sports gambling podcast network, the mothership. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host, Mr. Andrew TD King Rob. How are we doing, sir?
1: Hey, man, uh, doing pretty good. Feeling a little under the weather, but, you know, always talking some fantasy, uh, you know, gets me in in a good spirit here. Uh, You know, I like I I like today's topic a lot, you know, with the running back reviews, because I think this is uh, definitely one of the positions that can make or break you in the early part of the drafts. So uh, I'm excited to dive into a little bit here and, you know, see if we can maybe maybe do a little preview as well on who we think maybe will be top two, uh, you know, round running backs this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Going to go through the RB1s from this season, rank and review them. You know, know, pretty much how they, you know, overcame or shot up on their ADP, whichever it was. Uh, Or maybe they underperformed probably more in the RB2 conversation. But, uh, you know, we still got a lot going on here. You know, we got a lot of recent news going on in the NFL. Of course, you know, we've got the the Chiefs and the Eagles go into the Super Bowl. Who's your uh, who's your early Super Bowl pick?
1: Oh, man. Well, as a Washington fan, most certainly isn't the Eagles. So uh let's go Chiefs, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I'm not a fool to realize that the Eagles probably have a better team everywhere except for tight end and quarterback. Um, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Um, I, I do lean the under for the total, um, but I have already bet the Chiefs plus two and a half when it came out like hours nice. after the games ended last weekend. So. I am already oh, yeah. uh, invested in the Chiefs and invested in the under. Uh, you know, I can't wait to dive into the props. There's a lot of people talking about props. I think the props are a pretty cool thing to do for the Super Bowl. But, yeah, early lean. Fuck the Eagles. It's all about the Chiefs, baby.
0: I'm also not an Eagles fan, but either way, I was. I would be going with the Chiefs. Uh, just always really big on Patrick Mahomes. Hard to get me off of him when uh, – especially if you're going to give him to me as a dog. It's, it's very difficult for me to to not bet him. So, uh, And then we've got some other news. Tom Brady, he retired. For now, you know, at least. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's February. Yeah. We'll see what happens in a couple. Yeah, of there's days.
1: a lot of there's a lot of time to become bored from yeah, now to yeah. the start of football. So yeah, we'll we'll see.
0: What well, over the same under thing last year? Over Started under hanging out with his kids.
1: Two months before he comes back.
0: I'm gonna say it's over, but like, okay, it's still like we can't rule it out entirely, right? So I'll take the over, but. You know, it's just for fun's sake. Like, oh, he's gonna do it again. It's the next Brett Favre. It's gonna, you know, he'll come <laughs> back mid-season. You know, like honestly, like I, I, until like he's in the booth. Like, I think is he signed with an NBC? Someone is, has like, a huge or offer already. I don't. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Fox. Actually, I don't remember. It's, it's ten
1: years, three hundred seventy-five million. I know that.
0: It's a lot of money. That's for sure. Until he's up there doing that every game, like it's you know, until I see that, anything could happen but I'm yeah. going to say that he probably sails out. What do you think about uh, the Buccaneers and now their prospects at the quarterback position? I mean, we reviewed, you know, Tom Brady in the quarterback reviews uh, section of our um, our new booking here, but, uh, you know, not coming back now. Where should they go?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, obviously the Bucks, Kyle Trask, probably isn't the answer. Uh, I'm so. going to lean that they probably end up Getting you know somebody of Derek Carr, you had mentioned Jimmy G before the show when we were talking about it. So sure. I think yeah. I think a veteran guy probably goes there. um If not, then they're going to have to draft somebody because I think we saw a little bit of Kyle mm-hmm. Trask, and again, I don't think it was enough of a sample size to really rule him out. But I also don't think that he's the answer. So right. we'll see. But I do end up thinking if I'm betting on it, I bet that they go ahead and get one of the free agent um, veteran guys that are out there.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing. So I'm thinking Jimmy's going to be in play. I mean, if worse comes to worst, they could maybe you know go after Carson Wentz when he once he gets cut by your uh, by your oh, team.
1: God, a- anywhere from you know? Washington's fine with me.
0: I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be like some worst case scenarios. You remember a little starting quarterback by the name of Jacoby Brissett?
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, that's not awful. You know what
0: I mean? Like you never know in this league. Like people said, oh well, Jacoby Brissett, he's good enough to be a starter this year. Same thing with Marcus Mariota and yep. Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah. And, and there's some guys, there's some guys that aren't quite available yet. Like Sam Darnold. I think is somebody that could become available yeah, because sure. I think they do something sure. there, you know, so there's guys that are on teams right now that, you know, as Carson Wentz, you know, as you alluded to, like guys like that, that I think could mm-hmm. potentially be, um, you know, kick the tires on essentially. So, we'll, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I really don't think that they just draft somebody and stick them in there. I really think they get a veteran.
0: It makes sense, you know, with where the team is at right now. They don't feel even without Tom Brady like a rebuild project, you know, with where Godwin are Godwin and Evans are right now. Uh they had just signed Leonard Fournette. Maybe he's a cap casualty in this situation because, you know, may may not feel like, you know, his services are a necessity at this point. Um and he's a pretty big cap hit. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I would I would assume assume right now, yeah, Derek Carr and Jimmy G are probably at the top of their, you know, to-do list or their call list. Yep. And then we also had a uh an interesting trade. Uh Sean Payton traded from the Saints for not just a first, Andrew, but a first and a second round pick. What the hell? <laughs> like what? That's awesome. That's fantastic for the Saints. Good job. Like what? This guy left us just holding the bag and uh you know, we got a couple of uh top picks out of them. Like it's a pretty good situation for them. But, you know, Sean Payton's got a lot of work to do. How are you reacting to this? Yeah,
1: um, I mean, I I think it's much better than Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I don't think it's good, though. I think that he's probably a bottom half coach on this team. I don't know if they went out and got him thinking we already had or, you know, he was a short QB quarterback before. Maybe he can come in and do the same thing with another short QB. Different team, different style of team, you know, than what he mm-hmm. has been used to on the Saints. I do. I, I think the Broncos have a good, talented offensive team that he can do something with. I don't think that they're going to make the big move this year. And unfortunately, they already shot themselves in the foot, you know, moving forward at least for two years with draft picks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly what, you know, how this is all going to play out. But I think it's an okay move, but I'm never a fan of giving up draft picks for a coach. I mean, the coach helps the team, but not, mm-hmm. not truly right. Like you need good players on the field and, and that's staff.
0: Just... Really? I mean, it's, it's, it's not just about the the head coach. I mean, there's so many coaches on a football team. You know what I mean? You look at a, at a hockey bench in the NHL, you see like four or five guys, maybe, you know, you see it, look at a sideline in NFL team. Like my God, there's like you know, double digit coaches, you know, you've got yeah. just on offense, an OC, a QB, wide receiver, running back coach, O-line coach, Uh, passing game coach, passing game coordinator. Like there's a ridiculous amount of hands that go into that. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm echoing your, your take as well here, like a first and a second for, you know, I'm not saying a position that you can necessarily cultivate, but there's a market for it. There's just an open, you can just go and sign anybody, you know what I mean? Like, Eric Bieniemy is like just trying to get a head coaching job somewhere. Like, is he just not good enough for you? Like for free for not giving up picks, you know what I mean? And maybe that's not the best example. Cause it's like interdivisional or whatever, but still like there's a market. <laughs> I don't get it. It's, it's not like there's like, Oh, there's no receivers available. Like the bears have to trade the first pick for Deandre Hopkins. There's just no one available. There's no market. No, there's a wide open market. I don't get that. So I, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think that was a big, a big ask, but good things should still come for the offense like better things I would assume still yeah when we were talking with Russell Wilson on the review show you know we were saying like yeah we expect him to have a better year but not like you know leaps and bounds better than this year but better
1: yeah definitely you know and, and again I think I think the Hackett thing was so screwed up that they just saw Sean Payton and they're like oh man like He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Like, you know, I, I think he could really yeah. do it here. And they just decided, like, in their minds, we definitely want him. It doesn't matter what it costs. And I think that that's, you know, they, they had their blinders on for Peyton, I think. You know, now It did. I right. did read a report that they tried to get D'Amico Ryans. That okay. Obviously, that would have been much better in my eyes, you know, for yeah. free first off. And uh, yeah. D'Amico Ryans has been lights out with the Niners defense. And obviously, the Broncos defense is very good as well. So I think that would have been a slam dunk signing for them. But mm-hmm. Sean Payton, good signing. I hate what they gave up for him. So I don't. I think the value there, his draft capital, awful. <laughs> like it's just his yeah, value I, ADP, I, I, terrible.
0: Like one of those picks, I'm like, you know, I kind of brush it off because I know they got a mess of picks from the Seahawks. You know, in the in the Wilson exchange, right? So, or they lost they lost a bunch of picks. Yeah, all the way around
1: they lost a bunch. They got oh. it was it was a draft pick, their first round that they just gave for Payton was one that like traveled around. It like went to like two or three different teams. I can't remember what the teams were before it came back to them in a trade. Oh, it was from the Dolphins when they gave up Bradley Chubb.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: So, I mean, again, I'm not a f I'm not a fan of the the whole draft pick for a coach thing, but teach his own. I mean, can they really be worse than last year? I mean, <laughs> just I don't know.
0: No, these got to get. They're going to get better from from last season for sure. Sean Payton should be a big part of that. Uh, last bit of that, I think that w- when healthy, Javante Williams will be a big buy candidate. Pretty much in every format, right? You you move early. From Alan ADP has
1: him round seven. Javante, by the way, that's awesome. As that's a pretty parent, good. So that's pretty good. If I told you, Brees Hall is currently AD in the ADP range of round three, and Javante round seven. Who do you prefer?
0: They're both coming off of injury. I'll take Javante. Like, exactly. and you look, like, at, no you look at you look at you look you look. Well, yeah, and just look at the situation. You have Nathaniel Hackett going there. When does Nathaniel Hackett ever overfed a running back? Look at mm-hmm. AJ Dillon. Look at Aaron Jones. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was the split between Gordon and Williams. Like, I, mean, I you know what I mean? Like, no good.
1: No yeah, good. yeah, not I a good just, situation I, for Brees. Yeah, I was looking at early ADPs uh, yesterday and. That one stuck out to me a lot with these running backs, right? And I'm just like, Jesus, like he's going four rounds later and they're similar in my eyes.
0: Well, that's a really good segue actually into the running back conversation here because the first guy up I traded for in Dynasty. His name's Austin Eckler. You know what I gave up for him?
1: Uh, Let's see. Oh, damn. Okay.
0: Straight up. Straight. The guy asked me at first, we, we we went back and forth a little bit. He asked me for uh, Brees Hall and a second for Eckler. And I was like, no, nah, I'll take Eckler and one of your seconds for my Brees Hall. And he was like, no, let's exchange Brees Hall and Eckler for both of our seconds. And I said, all right, no, no I'm not doing Like, what? No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And then he just came back with it straight up. And I was like, all right, let's go. Let's ride. I'll take that. I'll take the RB1 on a team. Like, that's a team where I already have Derrick Henry, Team where I already have Travis Kelsey, CD Lamb. I mean, it's dynasty format, so I'm good with it. And so how do you Reece feel about the coming new back? OC,
1: uh, Kellen Moore. Yeah. Eh.
0: Eh. Not too worried about it. I mean, he was talking up Josh Kelly a little bit. <laughs> Jesus, that's that's not a, that's not ideal for the for the Eckler situation. <laughs> but I I mean, I'm not going to buy into that. I'm not going to buy that. You know. Eckler is Zeke somehow (laughs) you know what I mean like Josh Kelly's about to come in all Tony Pollard style and just steal a show I I, I ain't falling for that no Mm -hmm. Um, no, I think it's I think it's a good move I mean obviously they just want different things on the offense we've seen Kellen Moore in that offense for Dallas specifically you know get a lot of speed out of the backfield like you, you would just probably see you know some more unique uh you know takes for Eckler, you know, in a couple of different ways that they would use them if they weren't using them, i.e. Everything they just got out of Tony Pollard in Dallas. So, yeah, I think that's a good thing. Uh, Austin Eckler, five-star season, by the way, just, you know, cranking out the reviews here. Uh, 316 fantasy points in this format. What is it? 1,600 all-purpose yards. Where are we at on catches? Led, all, of course, all running backs with catches with 107. The next closest was CMC with 85. Uh, CMC had more rushing yards, but I believe Eckler had more total touchdowns. Eckler had 18 total touchdowns this season. Absolutely ridiculous. And actually 13 of them were rushing. That's that's pretty solid. You were drafting him as, you know, one of your top guys. So he just played up to his ADP, maybe even a little bit better than because he was probably what RB two or three off the board.
1: Yeah, I think he was going roughly around like ADP, like nine to 11. So yeah, I think he, no. let's see, it would have been Christian McCaffrey. And then, yeah, probably him. Maybe somebody took. No, it, Jonathan cooking. Taylor
0: was still the one. Oh, that's right. You know, Taylor Jon- was a, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so Taylor, so CMC, Eckler. Yeah. 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 That's what I was saying. Like, you know, pending your, your, your selection of your poison, you know, as they say between Eckler and CMC, because of course, CM- people were still timid about CMC, you know, coming back from injury, et cetera. So that was all up in the air. Uh, but Eckler absolutely brought it home. And I, I don't think that we should be expecting a slowdown necessarily anytime soon. Uh, 27 or 28 years old, Mr. Eckler.
1: Uh, Oh, that's a good question. Uh, oh, right here. Age 27. T- t- yep. at age, age
0: 27. I, I believe there's a bit of a, a fall off at, at 28. So I don't know if now is the time necessarily to jump ship. I'm certainly grateful for the gentleman that was, uh, you know, just, willing to give them to me for a guy that's still on the ir i really appreciate that um if you were in a dynasty startup next season john robinson Brees hall or austin eckler who would you want oh
1: startup huh uh
0: you're looking you're looking at like you know the elite youth age combined with talent versus experience and just you know win now ability
1: I guess it really depends on where Robinson goes. If he's in a good spot, I probably take him. If not, it's Eckler. Brees Hall's probably third, no matter what, for me.
0: Same here. Same here. I think it's just, it's, it's always going to be up to your draft position, right? You know, if you get Eckler at better value, which people are doing in Dynasty, I would go that way. I mean, obviously, you're talking about like five years of separation between these guys. And in running back years, that's like a couple of decades. So obviously not nothing to take lightly, you know, drafting youth in a Dynasty format. Certainly appreciate (laughs) that. But if you get Eckler at better value, it's just nothing to be upset about. It's nothing to kick away. Uh, Anything less than a five star review from you, sir?
1: Nope. Five star. I mean, you already hit on it where you drafted him. He still, um, you know, gave you good value at his ADP. He obviously was the RB one. So you can't really, I I feel like you can't give him anything but a five. I mean, again, like it's not like he killed you by any means and he had top 12 finishes in like 80 to 85% of, of, you know, every week. So, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Of the weeks that he played obviously all year, he was like an RB1, like 80 to 85%. That's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, five stars for me.
0: Easy peasy. Moving on to Mr. CMC. Pretty interesting season. Leaves the team he was drafted by. Goes on a crazy run with the Niners all the way to the NFC Championship. Not quite enough, right? 11 straight wins before this last loss. Um, I Again, I don't know how we get off of a five-star rating for him this season. Uh, I think early on it was a little bit disappointing, but I don't think that there's really much to hold against him. He was just not in a great situation. You know, in, um was it, three out of his first five weeks, he still rushed for under 60 yards. It's not really CMC-like, but he was playing on a bad team, not in a very good situation. Um, I Hard for me to get off of uh, five stars again. He was second in the league in uh, receptions at the running back position with 85 had 1800 total yards. Actually, that might be closer to 1900 all-purpose yards. You you can't get off the efficiency again here, but between these, uh, top two PPR uh, RBs.
1: Yep. Agreed. Uh, five stars for me again, just fantastic workload on both teams. Honestly, you know, it's, it, it didn't kill you. You know, the trade didn't kill you. I remember, talking to my buddy as soon as it happened because I'd see him see on a couple teams that were um, in Mm -hmm. the same league and I'm like, man, like, is this good or bad for him? Leaving a team that knows he's the best player, going to a team that he's probably the best player, but you know, again, they have George Kittle, they had Debo, like how is this going to affect him? And honestly, he showed, you know, he showed us that what was it the first or second week he was there that he had the passing touchdown rushing touchdown and ca- and receiving touchdown It was touchdown. the second week second it was week, like, like yeah 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 like so so they showed us pretty quick that like CMC was going to be the guy for them so it, you know th- there was no concern there um and again like he was fantastic he had a bunch of uh top 12 uh, finishes you know throughout the year as well so he was a running back one uh, i think it was like 65 to 70% of the time also fantastic so again mm-hmm. like he didn't kill you by by any means he gave you enough points for that where you drafted him. He was still valuable and he didn't hurt you f- uh, by his ADP. So, uh, yeah, five stars for me here again.
0: Yeah, pretty easy one there. Um, someone we're definitely going to be uh, targeting in drafts early on again next year. Uh, if you are, you know, first on the clock, would you go CMC or Eckler it's, it's in a redraft format?
1: Um, depending on what the Niners do at quarterback. Um, like if it's Trey Lance, I, man, you know what? Pfft. Uh, no, I, I think, don't know. I, uh, feel I, like think if, just... I
0: feel like if there's an, an inexperienced QB there, I mean, everything's still gravy. I mean, yeah, he never had a, a quarterback in Carolina.
1: Yeah. Never I, was had a about, guy. I was just about to say I was like I was thinking it through. I'm like, you know what? No, it's it's CMC no matter what for me. Um, it doesn't matter if it's Trey Lance or obviously it's not mm-hmm. Jimmy G. They already said that they're not keeping him. So th- it doesn't really matter to me who it is. Um, yeah. CMC is going to get the workload. It's for, for me. It's more the scheme right with Kyle Shanahan like that th- you can take anybody off the street and have them get a thousand yards in this in this offense it's just crazy how he's able to do that and that's why I was so high on Tyrion Davis Price in best ball last year I'd like he was by far my most drafted now of course he never saw the field would suck Elijah but,
0: Mitchell was mine
1: oh uh, god right like yeah. you just talk yourself into like okay you know what if if he's the main guy like he's gonna go off he's at a good spot here he's great you know ADP so yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is still going to be the guy. Um, he he didn't show any any signs of slowing down. Obviously, he had that like calf issue towards you know the last two games that they were keeping that heat on it and stuff. But he has mm-hmm. all offseason to really get that you know back to 100 percent as well. So yeah, it'll be CMC for me.
0: I feel like the sent- sentiment is the same for me. I think when you just look at the offense, you have weapons everywhere. I feel like the Chargers are getting a little bit older uh keenan allen i mean you have a young uh, qb of course but you know i feel like the offense is still going to be ru- uh, run you know specifically through eckler um i just don't know if i trust the weapons around him as much as i do the weapons in san francisco uh, next up we have is josh jacobs that's a surprise yeah <laughs> ran all over the place i believe he was second in the league in total attempts behind Derek Henry, that's that's correct, uh, 349 for Henry, and 340 for Josh Jacobs. He had a total of over 2,000 all-purpose yards, 2,053 all-purpose yards. Can we expect this again from him this year? And again, is this a situation you go any lower than five? Because he absolutely crushed his ADP. Spanked it.
1: Yeah, again, it's a five. Um, I, I don't know if he can but he's the first guy we're talking about here that I'm not sure he can finish where he did this year. Like Austin Eckler mm-hmm. and CMC give me much more hope to finish, you know uh, closer to their, you know, to the top ADP and, and to the top of the list, Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. I'm not sure he can do it again. You know, there's some influx in the QB there, you know, what are they going to do? I don't really believe the Raiders are that good. I think they were a little bit better this year than, than what they really should have been. Um, mm-hmm. But Josh Jacobs, I mean, as far as his rating, I mean, yeah, you, you nailed the, you know, you nailed it as, where he was being drafted and where he finished light years difference way better. I mean, you can't really give him less than a five star. I mean, he was, he was absolutely fantastic, you know, great this year, but I I have my doubts moving forward. So I would like to, he's going to be a guy I really dive into to feel like it, is he going to be worth a, I assume he's going to go what, at least round one through four, I would imagine probably lands in three somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, no, uh, if, I think
0: he, I think we're going to see some big overreactions. I think we're going to see him in round one, probably early round two.
1: I will be off of him if that's where he goes like
0: round, I round would be maybe well.
1: end of three ish, four will probably be where I would be okay taking him. But I, I mean, if he's going there, I, I'm going to be full fade.
0: I don't play in standard formats, but the, the thing that I'm looking at here says that he was the number one standard running back. So. I know in that format, he's definitely going to be grabbed a lot. Uh, yeah. PPR, there usually is some correlation, like in the ADP and the rankings. You know, Obviously, you're getting that bump. Let me see how many total catches he had this season. 53. There's nothing to kick away. That's certainly a lot more than what Derrick Henry's getting, I'll tell you that much. What is yeah. that? Derrick Henry had 33, so about another 20 catches. Oh wow, interesting! Derrick Henry had the same amount of receiving yards that was Josh Jacobs. That's, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, but back to back to Jacobs here. I mean, I get, I definitely have to see some regression from these numbers, and whether that's just someone else like filling his spot, like a Jonathan, a resurgence of uh, Jonathan Taylor or someone um, of that level. You know, I don't, if J.K. Dobbins is healthy for a full season, who knows? Dalvin Cook could move back up the board. Uh, there's a lot of guys around the league that that could be there. Um could be a younger guy, could be Najee Harris for all I know. He was a top five guy last year. He fell out of the the good graces this year. Um, so yeah, he feels like a definite regression candidate, just based on like what you had said, the the big question marks around the Raiders. And it just feels like this production just kind of just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying there wasn't a rhyme or reason about it, but it did feel like when I was watching it live, I'm just like, is this happening? Like it felt like a flash in the pan type of season uh, for the the numbers that he put up. Um, hope it helps him out, whether it's, you know, contract wise or whatever. But, yeah, he's not someone that I would be buying at that ADP at the end of the first beginning of the second. I think that would be you know still a little bit too high. We haven't gotten to guys like uh, Henry, who we just mentioned, Barkley, um, Ramondre Stevenson, I feel like should probably be up there. Uh Hard to say, Joe Mixon. After today's news, we'll get to him in a bit. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of other guys. I, I feel like I could see moving up there. Uh, a full season of even like Kenneth Walker, you know what I mean? Like he he could make a top five run.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, last thing I want to hit on with Josh Jacobs too is it was so hard to know that he was going to do this because like the Raiders were telling us all signs are pointing to they don't want him. I figured that he wouldn't get a lot of usage. I mean. He, he played what, like the almost the entire like first half or whatever of that game, or the second half of, of the Hall of Fame game. Like, you have your star running back out there in the Hall of Fame game. That was them showcasing yeah. him for well, a Well, that was just right? to get him
0: ready for all the reps he was going to take, bud. That was to get yeah, him ready for so. all these carries he was going to take. It just, it looked get him like, like they the were Hall of Fame game
1: that, that they didn't want him, that they wanted to trade him. And I'm like, I'm a staffless yeah. guy. Like, how much use is this guy really going to get? And, and then he showed us, right? So it was so hard. Like, That's he's football. such an anomaly.
0: That's football. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying into it. Great season, Jacobs, but uh no big sell candidate for me uh in dynasty formats, someone I'm not gonna be investing heavily on early in uh next year's drafts either, at least the way things stand right now. What if they get Aaron Rodgers, though? <laughs> let me throw <laughs> well, let me throw one last caveat in there.
1: Oh man. I would feel better about it. I still wouldn't want to yeah. take him at that ADP. I would much more be interested in Devontae Adams. Oh.
0: he would be a smash he'd be a smash in the first round for so many people with him there I would still probably not pay that price Uh, I would probably like if I was stuck at the running back wide receiver wedge in the first round I would probably go wide receiver or just you know draft Travis Kelsey again if I can you know if if someone hasn't taken him yet just you know I'll just take the best tight end in in the league no big deal all right next up we have Derek Henry of the titans uh still had a great season I mean I don't know if I give him five stars but I mean the dude had like a ton of yards like almost 2,000 all-purpose yards but I just felt like there were some weeks where he disappeared for us do you have the numbers up for his um rb1 percentage
1: yeah I do let's see we have one two three four five there
0: there was definitely some weeks where I was just like bro like you know I needed those four points I needed you know I need an extra couple of yards there bud
1: yeah, he technically had nine, but he also finished thirteen uh, in week eighteen, okay. so almost ten. So I mean, that's fifty percent. You know, still, still very good. I mean, he didn't really kill you. There was two weeks that honestly were were real bad: a, a running back forty-four finish and a running back twenty-nine. Outside of that, he never really Ooh. killed you. He's just he's just steady, Eddie. Right, like he's just he. You know what what he's gonna get workload wise? You know he's not gonna catch a ton of passes. You know he's gonna get yardage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to get touchdowns. Like, he's he's as steady as they come. Um, And unless they do something really drastic to show that they're going to turn into a pass-first offense, I expect Eric Henry to just kind of be what he is again next year. And I, I give him four and a half stars. Uh, Not not quite five, but he was very good. He didn't kill you where you drafted him. And, uh, I mean, again, like, this dude's reliable. And it, it's always fun watching him, too, because you're like, is this going to be a game where he stiff-arms somebody to hell? Like, I love seeing that shit. So it's,
0: it's always fun to watch him. Chris Conti? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, like like oh, No, 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 that was that uh team? that was the guy for the Steelers. The guy what from the Steelers. What was that Steel? guy's name? The the big tight end. He he gave uh Conte the stiff arm from hell.
1: Oh, you're doing know, a Fryermouth?
0: No, not Fryermouth. It was this big bulky dude. I can't remember his name. I'll it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. <laughs> but Derrick Henry, I can't remember who he did it to. Well,
1: Josh Norman, he did it two years ago. Yeah, like completely it's, okay, threw okay. <laughs> Uh There was somebody else this year he did it too as well. It's it's just always fun watching. It. Like the the Yeti, you know. Obviously, everyone calls him the the Yeti because he gets better as it gets colder, which again makes no sense outside of this dude's just a massive human being and his body just adapts better than yeah. most. But yeah, it's it is so much fun watching Derrick Henry. So I'll give him a four and a half. Not not quite the five tier, but you know he he didn't kill you by any means.
0: I'm giving him four point two five because he laid a goose oh. egg in the championship week. He was they they wouldn't let him play in the, the fantasy championship because they wanted to save him up and they wanted to, I don't know, not win that game, I guess. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't happy about that. Great, great season, great year from from Derrick Henry, but uh yeah, not quite a five star. I'll give him the four point two five. Andrew has got him at the four and a half. Uh next up here, so weird. Like Saquon Barkley had less fantasy points than Derrick Henry. It doesn't feel right based on the year that he had. Uh, Saquon Barkley over 1600 all-purpose yards what was it uh 10 rushing touchdowns but zero receiving touchdowns that's a little hmm it's a little interesting 57 receptions pretty solid stuff uh format I'm looking at here in PPR 223 fantasy points I mean I based off of the seasons we've be, been getting out of Barkley I feel like my review would be a five um I have to imagine he was an RB1 and more than 50 percent though of of his starts.
1: Uh let's see here. Uh one,
0: two, I'm thinking probably similar to Henry, probably like a four and a half, four point two five.
1: He had eight QB or uh running back one finishes, uh another what? another one at 14, and then he had three at 17. So pretty close on an additional four. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, where you were drafting him, if you were drafted, you know, again, my mind always goes best ball because that's what I love most best ball. Mm-hmm. You were getting him round three, round four towards the beginning of the uh, of the draft season, which, again, excellent value by the end of draft season. You know, he was going at the end of round one, early round two. Again, didn't kill you. I'm going to give him a four mm-hmm. and a half. You know, he was just on par with Derrick Henry for me. Uh Seemed, you know, you, you mentioned it seemed like he had a much better year than Derrick Henry. Uh, right. and i I think probably by by eye he did but by points obviously he did not so uh, saquon just still like he showed the burst this year you know I feel like that's what he was missing last year he showed us that he can have that again stayed healthy as well that's always good to see um you know and and worked really well with Dan Jones like this is a this is a running back that I would be concerned for if it's a new quarterback because I feel like he really got in a good rhythm with Dan Jones knowing what he wanted to do and uh you know again Dan Jones dumped it off to him as well like that that again this is a quarterback i would be concerned about uh if the if he got a new quarterback but i don't think that's going to happen i'm he's definitely going to be in my top five next year as well uh they should have a decently favorable schedule next year because they will play the third team from whatever divisions we're playing next year so they'll have a better Mm. matchup than you know than most and uh again like he was just he was all around awesome another fun guy to watch as well so that's always an added bonus for me is when you get a guy that you like watching on your teams and you want to tune into him so uh yeah saquon four and a half for me
0: uh next year in the first round uh you're on the clock we'll say you're at pick 10 you want to go running back you going josh jacobs or saquon barkley
1: uh josh jacobs oh no i'm sorry (laughs) false uh saquon barkley i
0: was just I was about to say, yeah, that's right, Saquon. And then you were like, curveball, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, Saquon Barkley. Um, it doesn't matter format either. For me, it'd be both.
0: Yeah, again, like I'm not I'm not going to fall for the, the Josh Jacobs hype from this season. Still going to stick with the better talent from what we've seen, you know, tried and true for many seasons here. Give me Barkley. Um, four point. Yeah, I'll go 4.5. We'll go with the same answer on that one. I, I feel like that's fair. Uh, also, someone that didn't necessarily show up for you in the fantasy finals either. Uh, just 12 carries for 58 yards in week 17 against uh the Colts. Not ideal. Uh man, this guy's not getting a four. Nick Chubb. Like, I don't know how he finished this high, to be honest with you. It must have just been loaded from Volume. the first yeah, the 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 first half of the season is what I was getting at. Yep. Um, and I guess he did have a good week in week 18, but man, where was this guy? Like, I mean, he he missed like half the season, quarter of the season. What was it?
1: uh when you say missed what do you mean he he played uh like game. his
0: mark <laughs> like uh oh, <laughs> oh, missed yeah. games like he did not deliver for his adp for his first round draft capital uh for being the first running back on your roster he was not that dude i mean the first i think six or seven games he was absolutely amazing and then
1: yep he had fell into a eight- pitifier of fire he had eight weeks as a RB one with an additional three that were within three spots of a
0: RB one. So of those eight of those eight, how many of them came in the first eight weeks? Six. Nah. Yeah. And how many uh, of them came in week 18? One. Yeah.
1: One. Yeah. He was. So in the, two. in the,
0: in the fantasy football, regular season and playoffs, he only had a total of seven and only w- six of those were in the first eight weeks.
1: Yeah, and again, you know, people looked at me funny when – I know I said it on this show, you know, we were talking about it. um, (sighs) I, you know, I read a couple different, you know, articles and stuff that people were like, man, like, he could really have a bad end of the season. And um, I traded him away in every league I had him in. Somebody was trying to trade me uh, at the beginning of the year. I think it was like week four through six. This dude just kept hitting me up trying to get Jamar Chase or Steph Diggs for me in this league. And I'm like, nah, nah. Like, and again, my my running backs were pretty bad. But I just – you know, you could just see the downfall with the teams he was going to play in the, the latter half of the year with the way the team was going with the uncertainty of what was going to happen when Watson came back. Like there was just so many right. red flags with Nick Chubb. So, yeah, I mean, a great. All through week eight, amazing. They come out of the bye and it's just like, meh, and then it just got worse and worse and worse. And then all of a sudden, you know, week 18 comes around and uh, he's awesome. And that didn't matter for most of
0: Week 13 to 17, he failed to reach double digit fantasy points. However, in three of those weeks, he rushed for uh, over 90 yards, and four of those weeks he rushed for over 80 yards. So yeah, you're right. He he got the volume. He was getting touches, he just wasn't finding pay dirt. Uh three and a half for me. Uh maybe that's maybe that's low to some folks, but uh this is this is not a fantasy production that you want. Definitely not something that you would come back to eat at. That's that's for sure. You got a you got a rating for him?
1: Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'll give him a man. That's tough. I'll give him a three and a half. Uh, Again, like he did all his damage at the beginning of the year, latter half of the year. So, like you know, half the year he was good, half the year he wasn't. Um, you know, didn't really help you in the fantasy playoffs. So, I'll three and a half because uh, again, like he he did finish as what was a six, Mm -hmm. RB six in PPR. So you can't really kill him a lot, but I think three and a half is respectable for him.
0: Oh, I don't think it's respectable. I think it's stinking bad. It should have been a four and a half. What the hell, Nick Chubb? Do better, man. <laughs> uh, Ramondre Stevenson is next. Uh, he finished with 198 fantasy points, had 210 carries and 69 receptions. That nice. puts him at number four in total total receptions at the running back position. Um, Had over 1,400 all-purpose yards, but just six total touchdowns on the season. And I feel like that's where we were left wanting more with Ramondre. Was not finding the end zone enough. Um, Obviously, Dame Harris was still healthy to start the season, so you you have to kind of take that into consideration. That's a that's a factor there. Uh, But I still felt like you know it was a pretty good year. Like I was pretty happy with the Ramondre Stevenson shares that I had. Uh, They were they were few uh, because I was not chasing him like many folks were during draft season because of the PPR upside. Everybody was running to him, you know, which and and they're right. They were correct that that's good stuff. Um, But I was constantly taking Dame Harris at a at a discount, getting him on the cheap. Most formats that didn't work out for me, obviously, as Ramondre finished as an RB one top 10 RB. Um, I feel really good about him, though, going forward. Like, I'm going to go with a four star rating from this season. And I'm also just very confident what we're going to get out of him going forward. He feels like a guy that's going to be running or I'm running back, proof. excuse me, quarterback proof. Like we saw him perform with Zappy. We saw him perform with Mac Jones. Like, I feel like whatever they do to kind of answer that, you know, uh, question on their offense at quarterback, like he should be fine.
1: Yep. Agreed. Um, I think, yeah, he's, he's quarterback proof. Um, I also give him a four star uh, rating. He finished with, uh, was it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, six technical RB one finishes. Uh, he had a week where he was 13 and then two more weeks, you know, uh, pretty close as well. So he definitely did not kill you. Uh, if you were doing any best ball drafts early in the season, he was going way late. Like he was Mm -hmm. way down the board for a while, so he was excellent excellent uh value earlier in the year as the year went on obviously in draft season he crept up and he he got to an appropriate draft spot i think you know for for what he did so uh mm-hmm. yeah he most certainly did not kill you it did suck though the last 3 weeks you know week uh 16 17 and 18 a big time, you know yeah. he was bad so bad and now well, he 8- was dealing 18- with an injury 8-
0: 18 isn't uh, uh you know the norm for like right. championships. So so yeah. I usually use that as the outlier. So the first week of the playoffs he did perform well. Yeah. 19 for 172. I know that you and I both had him in underdog cards that week. That was fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, that was a, that was a good time. Didn't feel good about it going back to the well the following week. <laughs> Cuz I know I also did that too. I was like, yeah, let's go one more time. <laughs> uh, did not ride. Did yeah, uh, we,
1: that, that we week did, not, that you're we did referring, not stay on the heater that that week you're referring to, week 16, uh, versus Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. just take a guess, uh, you can see his, his numbers there. Just take a guess at what his weekly finish was. Uh, 52
0: 71. 65.
1: That's, that's pretty damn bad. Remember, there's 32 teams, 32 good. times two is 64. He finished as you know, uh, technically you know 65 that's not even right. second on all teams like it, crazy no it's and bad. again he it's was bad. dealing with an injury as well you know that that did hinder him I can't remember what week he actually initially got injured but that had mm-hmm. hindered him as well so um
0: yeah because that game I that, that was, he went off in week uh 15 he was coming in on the um on the injury yeah, report was it week and then 14 he went
1: versus Arizona that he got hurt I, I feel like I remember that I don't remember I, I don't remember not but Regardless, uh, you know, throughout the whole season overall, he was awesome. Um, I expect him to do Mm -hmm. the same next year and uh, four star four star rating for me. And this is a guy I'm actually looking forward to drafting next year.
0: Same here. I am excited about him as well. Uh, Moving on, uh, looks like, you know, he should be the future there for at least the the short, uh, short period going forward. Obviously, that's life as a running back in the NFL. So you take what you can get um but yeah lots to be excited about And like i said like whatever they do with the quarterback position i don't think there should be really any concern about his value um he would be someone that you know with the right dominoes to fall i could definitely see myself like aggressively moving him up my boards early on next year uh next man up we have here is tony pollard i i gotta say i think this is another four star one here if not maybe even more just based off of you know digging himself out of the depths of adp like he wasn't a priority on anyone's to-do list this year. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, there's a lot of anti-Zeke, you know, fantasy people. Like, I get that. Like, you saw the slowdown. You, you know, you don't see the as much athleticism there. He's just kind of bowling himself forward. You know, becoming more of like a goal line back than a power back, if anything, right. And then like oh well that means like Tony Pollard should have success yeah but you probably weren't drafting him anywhere like high like you were you were you know you were throwing a chip in the pot here and there but it wasn't someone that we had to take risks on right like you you didn't have to worry about overdrafting him early on um, so for that I'll give him a four star had nearly fourteen hundred all purpose yards which is crazy to say and he had twelve total touchdowns so. Maybe I'm even like downgrading him because I just gave Stevenson a four, and he only had about half that amount of touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Say something nice about a cowboy. Just God. Do it, man. Yeah. Don't I'll hurt yourself.
1: A, I'll give him a three point nine nine. Can't go four because he's a cowboy. He gets a full. Damn. He gets a full star so downgrade sour. due to due, due to being a cowboy. So I'm I sorry, can't Tony wait Paul. for
0: us to get into CeeDee Lamb conversations. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah. Again, like I I can't say anything bad about Pollard outside of him being a cowboy. I I was high on Pollard. Um, You know, I obviously I'm in the camp of he's much, much better than Zeke nowadays. Um, Obviously, it really sucks that he suffered a a, a, what was it? A fractured leg, I believe. Uh, You know, that sucks for him, especially it was at the end of the year. He's probably not going to be ready for the beginning of, of next season. If so, he's definitely going to be limited. You know, they'll have him on a snap count, something of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it definitely sucks for him. But he was real good, you know, for for where you were drafting him. I think, I, if I remember correctly, he was going before Josh Jacobs, like around before Josh Jacobs, you know. So, like, you, you could have hit on a couple of these guys real late uh, in the draft. So I think for his ADP value, he was very good. He obviously was good. The shitty part for him was that – on any given week, you weren't hundred percent sure how they were going to use these guys. We heard reports mm-hmm. coming out of uh, out of Dallas that, like, uh, he ain't going to play more than thirty snaps in the game. Like, it's just, it was kind of hard to fully trust him. But it was also hard to, like, well, do I really have two or three guys that I like better than him that I'm not going to play him? So, um, like, uh, there was conundrums with him. But right. overall, very good. Um, he had, let's see, one, two three, four, five, six, six RB one finishes. Uh, and maybe yeah, one other one that was decently close. Um, pretty so telling. I mean, for, for yeah. Tony
0: Pollard coming out of, the, again, the far depths of your draft. And if yeah. you drafted him a, a, ahead of Jacobs, like tip of the cap, because I mean, I, I that late in the draft, I still would have gone heavy Jacobs if, if we're talking that late
1: yeah like it was uh it was a little surprising when i was looking at this as well but uh week 11 and 13 he was the overall rb1 on the c or uh you know on the week so that's pretty crazy <laughs> okay. two rb1 finishes and uh yeah so i mean again you know besides being a cowboy everything was was pretty good in my mind with tony pollard so uh four star for me or i'm sorry 3.99 star for me and uh it Depending on the news we get with the injury, it, it, he'll be something somebody I'd be looking for later in the drafts as a a backup RB.
0: Yeah, I, I could definitely see myself drafting him as my RB two next season. Again, all things you know po- pointing in positive directions with his health um, and his return to the field. Uh, next up, we have is Aaron Jones of the Packers. For now, we'll go we'll Pack, say. go. Run, Aaron! Run! <laughs> like get away <laughs> from this team. Both the Aarons, man. Jesus, a Aaron and a Aaron should head the f out of town. Uh man, I don't know what's going on with the Packers. I mean, it, Aaron Jones definitely a disappointment to his ADP. Uh, still finished as a top ten running back, but he was being drafted well ahead of guys like Pollard, Stevenson, uh, even Josh Jacobs, right? So, like, he should have finished ahead of these guys. Like, if you're telling me that all of these guys finished ahead of Aaron Jones. I would have assumed that he had suffered like a significant injury and he was playing hurt for some of this season, but realistically it was just a stagnant offense, bad play calling and not getting the rock enough. I mean, this is a guy who is splitting work and he still rushed for over a thousand yards, 1121 rushing yards, nearly 400 receiving yards at three ninety five on 59 catches, only seven total touchdowns for Aaron Jones. I've seen games where he's gotten half of that. Like, His usage is absolutely irresponsible on a football level. Like, if he's healthy and ready to run, like, you got to get this guy involved. I know I was in the camp of, you know, they're going to use him like a receiver. They're going to get him the touches that he's going to need because they don't have an offense that's high-flying. They're losing Devontae Adams. They're going to need to supplement that production. Did they? No. They were like, we'll just run the ball more. And look where it got him, out of the playoffs. Bums. That's my that's my Packers hate. So that's just some of that spewing out. I, I if I don't keep mine as hidden as yours, you know. know <laughs> yeah, 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 really. I, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, I will go. I, I'm not going four. That's that's for certain. Uh, we gave Tony Pollard a four, mostly based off of his um, his production versus ADP. Right, Aaron Jones uh, not living it up for me. I got to go, man. Honestly, I'm going to go less than Nick Chubb. I'm going to go three point two five. He was serviceable. Like there was weeks he was like decent. Like he like he won you some weeks for sure, but probably more often than not he was a casualty in your lineup.
1: Yeah, agreed. Three point two five. I just he had six weeks as an RB one. Again, finished as a top ten guy. Like that doesn't kill you. Where you took him though, you're obviously looking for a little bit more production, a little bit you know more touchdowns. It's just there was issues with this offense throughout the year and and again you you already mentioned it uh the usage for him is just criminal like this man is very good uh both in the passing game and the running game and they just didn't use him as much it was like the offense was a little confused this year without Devonte Adams it was like they they weren't 100% sure like who they wanted to feature each week and it just it made it a little difficult too to start him uh obviously you were doing it you know in most cases but Right. I, I, I had him on a team that I had Ramondre Stevenson and CMC on, and every week I'm like, nice. damn, who am I starting? Like, which one of these guys is oh, going to no blow up? Yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, there was a flex, but it's a PPR league, um, and I had very good wide receivers as well in this gotcha. league. So like, gotcha. it was a really hard decision for me to make every week is between these three guys. And so, you know, he, he didn't kill you. um, He obviously didn't, like, win you many weeks as well either. So I mm-hmm. think 3.25 is very fair for him. And um I I see here there's a note uh that it looks like he could restructure his contract to stay with the Packers this year. So we might get another year of just kind of
0: Why do you want to do keel. that, Aaron? <laughs> Dude, get out of there. Demand a trade, bruh. Like come on. Like there's so many opportunities out there just waiting for you. Just just er- yearning for a running back like you. Ie the Who's Buffalo to- Bills the Buffalo bills would like think of the city of Buffalo welcoming Aaron Jones. They might just like just build them a street and name it after him or something like that. Just like boom, <laughs> day one you're in, you're in the family. You know what I mean? Like you're kicking, you're kicking so, back with grandpa.
1: So who says no in this trade, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones to the Raiders for Josh Jacobs <laughs> and a first round pick. Who says no,
0: probably the Raiders. <laughs> You think? They're, yeah, they're not going to give up a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers, probably. I don't. I don't think so. But and Aaron Jones. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're just two aging aging players. I just, I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, I just saw I saw a first and a second just trade for a coach. So I mean, God only knows. I mean, I I, I guess that could happen. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 a bit much. That's um uh, that's a little bit more Madden like. You could definitely get that done on the old Madden, smacking around the sticks uh all right we got kind of caught up there a little bit on aaron jones which is fine because i mean it's it's a passionate conversation you know it's it's a, it's an emotional emotional field talk that's for sure
1: would you take him uh, on the next- Bears, by the way just last oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> you you welcome him as a as a divisional foe yeah
0: <laughs> come on don yeah, yeah yeah we'll take i'll take a rod too if he wants to play backup <laughs> you like that uh, you like that yeah i thought you liked that oh, all right Next up, we got uh, Mr. Dalvin Cook, another NFC North running back stud. I'd also love to have him on my team, (laughs) the Bears. Uh, 264 carries this season, pretty solid uh, as he's getting up there in age. 1,173 rushing yards, 295 receiving, putting him close to about 1,500 all-purpose yards, pretty solid. Uh, Double-digit touchdowns at 10, I love it. Uh, There was just some weeks where I was just like, why isn't this guy getting more touches? Why isn't he getting more involved? Like it wasn't as criminal as like Aaron Jones to say, it's just that I felt the offense just became property there of Justin Jefferson. Like I, you know, and I don't know if that's what I should expect going forward. If it's just going to continue just being high flying lights out down the field football for the Vikings. But I mean, I still feel like that's a good situation for Dalvin cook going forward. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start cranking the stars back up here. I'm going to go four because i feel like people were expecting a a big decline from him you know i feel like people are really down on him this this past off season so i'm gonna give him a four just because i'm gonna say he stayed that dog but i was still left wanting more
1: oh yeah man just looking at his stuff here i i guess uh Man, yeah, it's tough. Having dude.
0: a hard time with the four, huh?
1: Yeah, like I, I want to give him a four, but ah, man, yeah. You know what? I'll still give him a four. Ah, no, nah, no, nah, I can't do it. Three point seven five. Can't do it. I, I just, I, I mean, he was drafted pretty high. He only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He has seven weeks as a RB one, which is great. That that's good. That's but that's he's more drafted. Than- Much higher than a lot of of these other guys.
0: That's true. That's true. He was probably getting still draft like top five, like redraft uh, stock, but in a lot of dynasty formats, he was, he was much later than that. Like he was going in like end of the second, early third in dynasty formats. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I guess you got to kind of take, you know, both into consideration there, but yeah, Yeah. I mean, I, I remember seeing him going really early in redraft and still thinking like, man, like people are so like, down on him this year i'm so surprised he's going that high you know like going like you know know, number four number five but like in redraft formats you know people put on the blinders and you are just like you know just go with the biggest name they love and can find so yeah um, no i get it like i like i said like i was left wanting more for certain he only had 39 catches on a team that was passing the ball a ton i would have liked that number to be a lot higher um i don't think it was because like you know alexander madison's coming for his job you know like cannot stand Alexander Madison or people that love him that's actually not true I like a lot of people that like Alexander Madison I just hate when they bring him up um yeah I just still think that Dalvin Cook is really freaking good like yeah he's getting older I'm not saying that all of these like great running backs are like Adrian Peterson but like we've seen a running back like him with a high athletic build and skill set take their career a long way you know what I mean and I and I always just feel like people are just so black and white and up and down with, you know, how they tune to the song of running backs in the NFL. Like, you know, oh, I can't be on this guy anymore because he's a certain age. I'm like, well, like, let's read the room here. Let, like, let's let's check the context of the situation because everybody is different. Everybody has a different background, especially with injuries. So I was pretty satisfied with it. But yeah, again, left wanting more. There were some big weeks. I think it's the catches in the, in the total touchdowns. Like I, 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 he had eight rushing touchdowns. 10 total on the season, but they're, they're kind of two and few far between. No, like there's no like real big run. There's no like real big games. Like we saw Joe Mixon put up a 50 burger at one point this season. Obviously he declined off of that, but like some of these other guys, like on this list, they've had like some really big moments. And I just felt like he was very above average for just about most of the season. Like, you know what I mean? There's like, there's no, like just big booming escaping weeks of, of production and fantasy points. But is always keeping his cool, always keeping an even keel.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, you, you hit on a majority of this. I mean, he was, he was good. He wasn't great. He was serviceable. He, uh, you know, the, the thing I always think about is, you know, where, where were you drafted? Were you valuable at your ADP? He was kind of lackluster at his ADP. So that's a problem for me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, moving forward, you know, and, and again, it was a new offense this year as well. So, uh, you know, it, Did that hinder him a little bit? Maybe I expect him to be better next year. Uh, you know, depending on what they do, uh, you know, are are they keeping Kirk, you know, is, is he giving it one more year? You know, what, Mm -hmm. what's the case there? So we'll see. But I mean, overall, like he was very mediocre in my eyes, you know, didn't lose you many weeks, but also didn't win you a ton of them either. So Mm -hmm. uh, he's left some meat on the bone a little bit, but, um, Next year, I think he he can be much better because I think he will drop a little bit, um, you know, in the ADP. So that'll make him a little bit more attractive.
0: Yeah, some interesting notes here. So this year he finished as PPR RB 11. Last year it was 16. And the two years before that were, you know, they were booming seasons, number two and six. The last two seasons, he still has rushed for over 1,100 uh, yards. 1,173 this season. two seasons ago. And this season, he still had more total touchdowns than he did a year prior. So he actually improved quite a bit from last season to this year. So I'll still take that into consideration to my ranking as well. Uh, This next guy up here, uh, he stepped in it. Uh, Big doo-doo, Mr. Joe Mixon. Uh, Looks like he is, is he's brought up on some type of, Menacing not a misdemeanor, charges, right? It's, yeah. I was going to say, it's not misdemeanor. I was about to say like, what is this it's menacing? He, uh, he said menacing. A, yeah. Yeah. He went up to a young lady. He flashed his, his, uh, his pistol and said, I'm going to kill you, ho or something like that. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but. Oh
1: yeah. That's, that's not great. Bob. That's, most that's certainly not great, great.
0: Bob. It's not great. Bob. Again, I'm paraphrasing. He said something not very nice, uh, to a, a young lady with a gun, with a weapon, that's not a good, not a good thing. I believe he's also been recorded while he was in college uh, punching a woman in the face. Yes, so, I'll say this yeah, is not his
1: first time doing something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Joe Mixon's in some doo doo. So we're already knocking him a star because you know you got to behave, bro. Um, yeah. Failed to rush for a thousand yards this season, just eight hundred and fourteen rushing yards. But he did back it up with four hundred and forty-one receiving yards. So he finished, you know. Under the uh you know thousand-yard all-purpose mark on the season. Also had 60 catches, pretty solid. You're, you're not kicking that away. 270 total touches, which is right in Joe Mixon territory. These are good things that typically point to, you know, reliable production. But that was just not the case. Most of this production was held up by a huge week nine performance where he dropped nearly a 50 burger, 153 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. Meaning that, oh, where'd it go? He had his nine total touchdowns. Half of them came literally in one game. I'm gonna go two, two, two and a half because you have the three and a half, and then we penalized him a star for just not being a good person. So I'm I'm pretty low on him from this season. Um, again, I was in a situation where I was probably going to win a championship with him on my roster but technically because he played for the Bengals and didn't perform in that last game, I missed out on his and Josh Allen's points. So I have to split the pot. Joe Mixon's taken two and a half stars. It's not, it's not his fault, but I got to play somebody,
1: but you know, it it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, He had one, two, three, four weeks as an RB one with two others that were very close. Didn't, kill you uh his adp value i think was appropriate for where he was being drafted
0: uh end of the first beginning of the second um in single qb
1: uh a a little later than that he was like a two three guy
0: Hmm. okay
1: so you know didn't kill you didn't help you uh left left something to be desired as well I'm going to give him a 2.75, just under three, because, again, I can't really knock him for too many things. I mean, how many running backs got you 50 points this year on a, a single week? You know, that mm-hmm. that's also pretty awesome that he's able to do that. I, he's Depending on what's going on here with the issues off the field, if that is going to hinder him next year, I will probably just be off of him depending on how far down his ADP goes. Like he's going to be a guy that's interesting to see if, you know, let's say he gets suspended. If the price four, is four right, Bobby. Yeah. You know, like if he gets suspended four or six games, I might be interested actually in drafting him because he's going to fall down the boards a lot. So it really is going to depend on where NFL his ADP players is. Have great lawyers, man. That, that is very true. Um,
0: if, so if we'll, any if any NFL player comes by me and starts yelling about a bunch of mess, a bunch of nonsense, waving a gun, I ain't going to bother with them. What's that going to do me? It's going to just give me a headache. I mean, it might I, mean I might your be your able to go account. get some money from them. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll I get, yeah, yeah. like 20 grand from him on the side, getting a nice little settlement. Like,
1: i will change me. my
0: life right around. Like, yeah. man, <laughs> Joe Mixon, come knock on my door. I got some words for you. Uh, I'll get but- you to...
1: I'll get you a number of how much I'm in debt. You pay that and we good, my man. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, I,
0: I, I'll just get him another menacing charge, is what I was going to say. Like, you need another one, buddy? Come knock on my door. I got I got plenty of things to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, uh, I, I think he was fine. Um, I'm interested to see where he goes next year. Obviously, he's on a very good team. You know, the Bengals are on the rise, you know, so don't want to knock him too much. Uh, but yeah, I'd say 2.75 is, uh, is where I'd land on him.
0: Yeah, not really high on him right now. Um, again, we're going to have to wait out to see if there are some repercussions from his actions. I'm going to guess probably not. Uh, he'll be in a good situation next year, but, you know, there could be some changes to that offense. Maybe we see T. Higgins get moved. Um, I know that they're starting the talks about uh, re-signing uh, Burrow to a long-term extension, so that's going to be on the I table believe. as well. Yeah, that's that's just going to happen. Um I don't think Mixon's going to be a casualty by any means, but uh, I feel like going forward, like, they also just showed, like, they don't priori- overly prioritize them. Um, they've been comfortable ro- rolling out P. Ryan and Evans, and I'm not saying that, you know, those guys are going to have, like, bigger roles next year, but, you know, we could see, you know, p- perhaps a shift if they need to get creative and, you know, move on from Mixon and, you know, clear up some cap space or whatever it is. So, you know, who would you rather keep? Like, if there was a situation like that, would you rather ride with T. Higgins or Joe Mixon?
1: Uh, well, so my school thought is I'd rather keep T Higgins because running backs are Mm -hmm. more or less dime a dozen, but if they're looking to trade one of them, I think you get much more for T Higgins than you do Joe Mixon. So I guess it really depends on what their mindset is for that. Uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, just to answer your question of who do I want to keep, I'd much rather keep Higgins.
0: I would much rather keep Higgins, uh, longevity of the position, obviously his talent, his potential ceiling. um. Man I, man I would love if my bears would go out and grab them that would be fantastic just get some work done y'all no big deal oh you guys are gonna uh, yeah we'll
1: get uh deandre hopkins and or mike evans
0: it's not dude do not do not trade that pick for mike evans like we can make a trade for mike evans just do not include that first overall pick and and, and honestly i'm not ready to give up that pick for hopkins either like and some people have kind of knocked me for it like why not like you know obviously it's going to change your team overnight and like Yeah, it could change our team overnight for like four weeks until he gets hurt. Like he, no, like I don't even know a player that I would, that I would actually trade that pick for like CMC, I guess, you know, like I, I I don't know anyone else that I would just be like, oh yeah, that's easy. Make that TJ Watt. No,
1: no. Okay. Oh. No. Just just feel just feeling you out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: I hear you, I hear you. I mean, definitely, hey, yeah, you look good in a Bears jersey for sure. For <laughs> sure. Phil Mack look super sexy in a Bears jersey. May he rest. Um <laughs> it's not gone it with the Chargers, but you know, it was like, it's like like dead. He knee. might as well like, be Ro- gone. Yeah. Like the Roquan, Chargers. yeah. Where I'm just like looking at this dead body defense that we that we're left with. So whatever. Let's uh let's pay some bills really quick because we're gonna get yelled at. Uh, it's super late in the show. Uh, so I'm going to talk about, uh, one of the greatest, uh, sports books of all time. And Andrew's going to cover some, uh, some contests that we're, uh, that we're working on right now with the, uh, the, the mothership this, at sports gambling podcast network. Uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to include, uh, (laughs) tons of ways to win, including live betting, same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. This is limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offers subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: We got two contests for you guys running right now. First one, Big Game Squares Contest. SGPN is giving away $1,000 in their Big Game Squares Contest. It's completely free to enter. That's right, completely free. All you need to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify, give them a rating, then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter for your chance to win a free big game. Again, all you need to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify, give them a rating, then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/squares to enter for your chance to win a free big game square. Next up we got the big game bingo. Uh, everybody loves bingo, especially old people, but us young people can get uh, you know attached to it as well. I've played some bingo, I like it. <laughs> and uh, also make sure to sign up for the SGPN app, get your own big game bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you're if you get bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. Only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast. Again, that's Sports Gambling Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. Free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app.
0: And if you're listening on Spotify, also keep in mind that the Fantasy Football Podcast is giving away a signed Michigan State University Kenneth Walker jersey. All you have to do is leave a review on our Apple podcast. That's it. That's all you got to do. Leave a review on our Apple Podcast, and you're instantly entered to win. And we're going to give away the jersey on Super Bowl Sunday. So that's when we'll do the drawing. Probably, I don't know, halftime or just before kickoff, something like that. So be sure to go leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Always be sure to smash the like button and download the episode as well. Uh, we got a couple of guys here that we'll close it down with. Um, been a long one and a good one here. Got Jamal Williams and Najee Harris. That puts us to RB 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good way to bookend things uh, for part one here. Um, Jamal Williams, I man, I'm not, I'm not going to go full five stars. I'm not going to go super say on, but I think we'd be, I be, I think we'd regret not giving him at least a four. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go four. Uh, I'm not sure. Did he wind up leading the the NFL in rushing? He did. Seventeen total rushing touchdowns this season. Do you season know what his odds Henry's, were? Henry's thirteen before the season. Uh, plus seven thousand.
1: He was 150 to one to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Amazing. What an ultimate yeah. bet for people. I know, uh, you know, shout out to establish the run. Evan Silva talks about how he he made that bet at the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of people and I make a lot of bets based off of other people's opinions. Sometimes that's one I really regret not getting on because that's a that's a fucking killer of a bet. Right. 150 to one. It's, it's not every day you hit one of those. So, uh, you know, shout out to them. But, yeah, that's crazy, crazy odds that, that came through. And, uh, again, I mean, you, you saw what this offense was and how it happened, right? Like, Jamal Williams, awesome, you know great for him overall cool dude man what a what an awesome guy to watch like you never know what the hell he's gonna say and talk about it's just it, it's always incredible
0: dude yeah the the finish to that packers game that interview <laughs> about you know he like every single emotion in the human condition was expressed like in that interview it was so great like how he went from like crying and being you know um remiss that you know he's, he's lost his grandfather and then just kind of like you know, being excited because you know he played this well for him, and then he starts getting that dog back in him. Sorry, don't be dog at us. We, the Detroit Lions, I heard everyone was picking the Packers. Like, it was great, dude. I was loving it. Absolutely. I mean, that's just a good football player, right? Like, great positive attitude. You, know, you see that, like, the kind of like the hard work kind of like rise up, and just the fact that he wasn't going to be like a high profile guy took advantage of literally every single touch and opportunity this season. I'm gonna go four stars. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, yeah, there were bad weeks, but this guy was undrafted. You were picking him up off of waivers. Like don't, don't sit like, yeah, there was maybe some people like that, some high profile, high stakes gamblers, but no one was no one was in on this guy. He was a waiver wire week one waiver wire uh stud. You know, he was the guy that if you emptied a little bit of that bag early on, it, it definitely paid off because obviously he led the league in rushing touchdowns. Um, wasn't necessarily a home run in the fantasy playoffs weeks 15 and 16. He was a complete dud, but he did close it down in week 17 in the championship with 144 um, yard rushing game and a rushing touchdown. I'm going four stars. I don't know what to really expect going forward. I have to just continue to believe that DeAndre Swift will have a role in this offense, a more reliable role. Um, but I'm going to guess that they are going to be the tandem uh, moving forward right now, at least for next season. With the Lions, I don't, I don't see that room shifting whatsoever.
1: Yeah, uh, six running back, one weeks for him, uh, not including week eighteen, which he was the overall RB one. Eat your
0: heart out, Aaron Jones.
1: That's right. So uh, yeah, I mean, definitely four stars for me as well. Uh, great, great of draft value, right? Great uh great value at his ADP of uh, undrafted. Whoa. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. So, I yeah, I, I had mean, him
0: on a couple underdog teams, but it was not it was not in the purpose of, oh, here's a dude. It was just stacking up on the backups. Like this Swift has gone down before, he could go down again. This guy could just, you know, get touches. That's it. That that was the only thought there. So, like I had somewhere it was like Brees Hall, Jamal Williams, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs. Like those teams were the like the money makers for me as yep. far as like running backs go.
1: Yeah. And shout out to our colleague, Emerson Beery. I mean, he had, uh, you know, when him and I were on the underdog show throughout the summer, mm-hmm. he's this is somebody that he mentioned to me that he liked at the end of drafts. And, uh, you know, I took his advice and definitely drafted a little bit more of Jamal Williams than I had been. And, uh, you know, J- Jamal Williams just was he was fun to watch he was awesome uh you know he obviously did very well for you he did have some weeks though that you know you're probably started him that he did not do very well you know it was just mm-hmm. the the lions were were one of those teams that were hard to figure out who they really wanted to feature that week at the running back position you knew that he had mm-hmm. the goal line work which was what you could kind of hang your hat on but again right. like you knew that he wasn't going to get a shit ton of work between the 20s which he really didn't you know there was games he did but a lot of them he just he just did not so Again, it's going to be a hard guy to draft next year because are you going to fall into the hey he can do this again or mm-hmm. are you going to play the safe side of you know what that was a fluke I'm going to just let other people draft him I mean I, yeah. this is a guy I'm that's, going to be very interested to see where he goes
0: That's probably the 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 corner of the room that I'm going to stack up in That's you know leave him be Anomaly awesome yeah. stuff big fan love to see it but uh, no no thanks Yeah I'm good four stars. Did you give him a rating? I didn't catch. Yeah. I also said four stars. Yep. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Last guy up here. We're going to go with, uh, Najee Harris. Interesting, uh, interesting player from the season. He did not perform well to his ADP. People were drafting him as a top five running back based on last year's, you know, uh, season. He had a ton of catches playing with Ben Roethlisberger who was just throwing the ball, uh, a crazy amount, but he actually was fifth in the league in total rushing attempts this season and finished with 1,200 all-purpose yards, just 41 catches. I'm not sure what the total was last year. You might have that. But he also had double-digit touchdowns. He had seven rushing and three receiving. Um, I actually coughed up a first-round pick. It'll be a late first for him uh, at the trade deadline in one of my dynasty leagues. I I think I'm feeling pretty good about that. Like I feel like this offense is going to continue to get better um, I'm going to give him a three and a half star rating for the season because again, he didn't live up to his ADP. But I'm liking what I'm what I saw down the stretch of the season and just kind of what I'm feeling the turnaround will be like this upcoming season. Like Kenny Pickett will be in the offense another year, be more familiar with the playbook. This was a grinded out team. The second half of the season, obviously, they started off they were losing, they were not competing. I they they I, did they finish over five hundred, or was it was it nine and eight?
1: Uh Oh my god, that's a good question Uh, Let's see, Game I thought log. they got over the hump Let's see, so one uh, They were one and four Two and four Two and five, oh, two it. and six Three and six, three and seven Four and seven, five and seven Five and eight Six and eight, seven and eight, eight and eight. Yeah, nine and
0: eight. <laughs> yeah, nine and eight. Yeah, that was, that was Andrew live. Go go. That's right. the record of the Steelers. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> Behind the scenes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, they were they a grinded out type of team. That was the whole point I was getting to there. Like, they finished the season strong. He finished the year strong. Like, I, I'm feeling pretty good about him. I would like to give him a higher grade. But, again, based on his ADP, like, you know, he still let us down. But, you know, complete turnaround at the quarterback position, you know, not in a new offense by any means, but you're, you know, I don't know what Matt Canada is doing up there, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a different vibe. Uh, you know, they, they got to move on from big Ben still. And like I said, I'm thinking that next season, this offense will take a step forward and he could be a guy that, you know, he finishes what running back uh 13 on the season, but I, he's a guy that I feel like could get back into that top five conversation next year.
1: Yeah, uh, I think he's, for me, he feels like a volume guy. If he gets the volume, he'll get there again. Mm-hmm. You know, his volume was a little bit down this year uh, from last year. Uh, he was very similar for stat-wise, you know, a little less this year than the, the previous year, but, um, you know, pretty pretty close to the same. So, uh, you know, you kind of hit on it based off of where he was drafted. He didn't live up to the hype, but he also didn't kill you. I mean, you know, there was a couple mm. weeks that it was real bad. But early on,
0: weeks. he early on he put you in a big hole. Like yes, early correct. like early in the season, like he caused you some problems. He was the I opposite still... of Nick Chubb. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But even like so, even at the back end of the season, like he still, in my opinion, wasn't Nick Chubb. Like, yeah, he was doing good things, but most of his production at the back end of the year was just getting in the end zone. So just like finding pay dirt, there wasn't like any big like explosive weeks. I felt like.
1: Yeah, he did only have two RB one finishes throughout the year. Not yeah. great, Bob. But again, you know, usage was decent. Uh, I feel, you know, if you look at what the team did beginning of the year versus end of the year, I feel like he obviously had a better game script towards the end of the year. You know, they were winning mm-hmm. more games, they were leading games, you know. That that yeah. obviously helps a running back and, and especially a running back of his style. So mm-hmm. I think next year we kind of need to look at that too of where do we think the Steelers are going to be, you know, are they going to be winning games or not? If not, maybe drop them down a little bit, but, uh, overall, you know, he was okay. I'm I'm, going to give him a, I'm going to give him a three, just solid three. He's about average for me. You know, that's okay. But, um, I, Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's better things on the horizon for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree as well. I'm excited about this uh, upcoming season for the Steelers. Should be interesting to see what they do. Uh, obviously, they moved on from Claypool, so we're going to see Pickens come up. Uh, I'm interested to see if maybe you know they draft another receiver. When the Steelers draft a receiver, you know your ears are going to perk up. Um, and Calvin Austin there, too. Uh, I'm interested to see what he could do potentially in year two. did uh, Didn't I think he actually wound up getting hurt, um, but he was having a decent preseason before that. So we'll see what happens for him in year two. Uh, but, yeah, Najee Harris, I give him a three-and-a-half. Uh, Andrew gave him a three, so pretty similar there. Um, not quite what we wanted. Not quite what we wanted this season, but he didn't completely bury us like we said. So, All right, we are going to head out for the night. That was a long one and a good one, like we said. You got anything to share with the folks before we uh, before we go?
1: Oh, man, just a lot of stuff coming out on the website. If you have not checked out the website yet, please do. Go to the Fantasy Football tab. Lots of stuff coming out uh you know i'll have an underdog if you've if anybody's playing in the underdog big games you know there's there's like four underdog uh drafts out right now for the super bowl you know make sure you look at them as well because there are obviously different entry fees they're full ppr now that's different than you know throughout the year it's usually half ppr uh as Mm -hmm. well as there's double ups and triple ups as well so make sure you're looking at the format so you understand what you're doing and how the payouts and structuring uh is, is working for each individual tournament but uh, you know, I'll have an article coming out for uh for the big bowl game. Uh one that's the five dollar, you know, I think it's like hundred and thirteen thousand uh entries into that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff coming out, you know, for underdog and you know, so make sure you check out the website, get on the Discord. We say this all the time. If you guys want to be degenerates and talk about fantasy football and gambling with us, please hop in the Discord, you know, get at us, uh, start chiming in, put your own opinions in there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh you know just to hit on the ken walker thing one more time make sure you guys are reviewing uh you know leave us a review five star review would be awesome and uh you know feel free to hit us up on twitter as well if you guys have any questions about anything you know we uh we don't bite very hard so you know make sure you hit us up and
0: uh feel free to ask away stay out of my dms don't bother me
1: Ah, my dms are open it's cool (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no you, you can hit me up anytime you can find me on the twitter machine at sgpnjb he's at a rob 23 take care be well be good and if you can't be good be good at it we'll see you